You're listening to Got Tech, the podcast with your hosts, Eric Geis and Nick Johnson. Welcome back to Got Tech, the podcast. This is episode 146 called Six Exciting Ideas for Student Video Projects. In this episode, we'll talk all about video creation and ideas to make it awesome again. Specifically, we've got six amazing ideas for student video projects and even a bonus idea for tech coaches. This is another episode you don't want to miss. Check it out. So we are back for another episode. This is our, f- I guess this is our first one since we've been back. That's right. We've been back for a couple days. Uh, we've got a lot going on. School's in session. It's always a busy time of the year because both of us are trying to balance between teaching our classes and supporting everyone um, in regards to ed tech, you know, Chromebooks that are coming in broken from the summer, uh, staff laptops, that type of thing. But we're getting through it. I see the light at the end of the beginning of the school year tunnel. And uh, how's your uh, year starting out so far? It's uh, it's going great, pretty smooth so far. I wanted to point out to everybody that you're officially back in a science classroom again. If, if you don't know, Geis is a, I mean, you're a, lot, you're a lot of things around here, but officially on paper, a media specialist. He runs our media center. Uh, while always teaching at least one class, but uh, you got called back up into the major leagues here for uh, <laughs> for some bio classes. So yeah, you're like they, they in it called again. the they called the bullpen. They <laughs> called the bullpen. They signaled for the lefty, and they threw in the righty. I don't get it. Um, no, I'm uh, teaching two sections of uh, general bio. We had to move some things around um, with our long term replacements. Uh, being available or unavailable, we had to move things around, and I'm really happy to get back into the classroom. I wish I had a couple more days to, to <laughs> prepare. Um, it has been, well, this is the first time I've taught this particular course. Right. So that's gonna be an additional challenge, but you know what, it's gonna be fine. The kids seem very, very nice. I'm excited. Let's get it. Needless to say, uh, just like all of you listening to this, we're super busy, even more so than ever. But uh, that's great. That's that's how we like it around here. The uh, general theme for this episode, uh, as you know already from the intro, is video projects. So um, we're going to kick it off in our initial segment here with a with a bonus idea. You'll understand more as this will link back to one of the other ideas. But um, you know, most of these are for student video projects. This one is a bonus idea because it's not a student video project. This is an idea for any of you listening that are in the tech coach or media specialist field and perhaps creating uh, training materials, creating just resources for other educators that go up on YouTube. Um, and this one is called PD in a Box. Um, if you're familiar with the, uh, I was gonna call it classic. I guess it's been out for a while now. Um, called Unboxing Videos on YouTube. You're familiar with unboxing yep. videos? Yep. If you d- haven't checked them out, it's a huge thing. Just go look it up on YouTube. Essentially, it's people ordering things online. They come in the mail, and you record yourself 
opening the box and, and unboxing it. They're so big, in fact, that companies are actually hiring people who are specialists in designing containers and boxes to make that experience unique. So the idea uh, about that is to sort of use this unboxing video for uh, a PD video. Um, I actually heard this at, a, at the ISTE conference from this past summer from someone uh, in an audience I was part of just sharing ideas. Uh, they called it PD in a box and I wrote it down because I was like, that's a pretty cool spin on things. And that's also kind of what this whole episode is about is just putting spins on popular things to make them useful. So PD in a box is where you would have to find some creative way to unbox uh, tech training for other educators. So, you know, we've been putting together some, uh, some Canva training documents uh, the past couple days here. We could do those as PD in a box where we literally physically find a box and you unbox the Canva uh, skills that you're trying to teach to staff or just people who are watching your videos on YouTube. So that was my, uh, my bonus idea. I didn't even tell you about that one in advance. What's your initial reaction to PD in a box? Anytime that you can make it fun, I, I love it. And I, I think that idea is, is making PD fun, especially if you, I'm just envisioning putting four or five teachers in a group, they have a box, they open up the box, they pull out the materials and then they have to, maybe there's a QR code on on a piece of cardstock that they have to scan. It gives them like a two minute video to watch on the background of it. And then they use the remaining contents in the box to come up with a lesson based on that type of PD that they introduced. I, I just think it's an awesome way to kick it off, uh, especially some of these department meetings where you go there and you wonder what you're gonna what you're gonna learn I think this is a great way to utilize that time it's a fun way to utilize that time this podcast is a proud member of the teach better podcast network better today better tomorrow and the podcast to get you there you can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast now let's get back to the episode that's a, a beautiful extension to this and a good place I think to get into the main segment here, which is more of the same except flipped for students. We're talking about student video projects. Um, you know, chances are pretty good if you're listening to us that you've done student video projects before. This is where you assign a project in class for the kids to make, record, edit, hopefully watch then a video. This can be done pretty easily with lots of available ed tech these days. If you want a free one, of course, you can't go wrong with Canva for education, where you can now do video editing. Um, you know, a nice paid version that we are lucky enough to have is called We Video, but there's there's a huge list, and that's all for a different episode because this one is all about what to do with that tech when you have it. The problem is, kids have been actually working on video projects for a long time now. I'm going back 10 years when I first 10 plus years when I first started teaching, we were doing video projects, so this is not new. And because of that, it's gotten a little bit dry. And I don't think it has to be because video projects should be and can be really super fun. Um, right off the top, I have to give credit to a lot of these ideas, not all of them. Um, but I want to give credit to a session I was in at the ISTE conference, like I mentioned already, by Matt Miller. I, this has come up several times in recent episodes. Um, 
So some of these are directly from him and I'll credit those when we get to them to make sure we're doing that. Some of these are just from people in the audience that were sharing things out and then most of them are from me and Geis as we sort of brainstormed putting this list together. But I'll kick it off with the, you know, with the first one here and then you can sort of chime in with whatever, uh, you know, other related ideas you've got. This is the uh, very well-known top 10 or top five video. That is where, you know, if you think of like, um, I don't know, David Letterman used to do this back in, you know, back when he was still on TV. I, there's a lot of different TV shows that do a version of this. Tons of YouTubers do this kind of thing. It's just a very cool type of video to do. And that's what we're trying to build in here is how can we capitalize on these sort of pop culture style YouTube videos, but make them educational. Um, here's one from Matt, and and he did a you know he did a top five coffee mugs and why they make his list of top five. The joke being that a teacher always gets coffee mugs for gifts, so you have like giant stacks of coffee mugs. Well, he made a video that was sort of his top five coffee mugs and ranking them. If you're wondering what the heck this has to do with students, what about if you ask them to do a top five of something they're learning about? So for me as a chem teacher first thing I thought of was, you know, they could do like top five molecules and what makes them awesome, top five elements, and then record themselves making that top five list in, this, in the same way that like a YouTuber might do that. I think uh, this is an awesome idea. I think I would use this right now as a introduction activity where you could do top things about, top five things about me. If you wanted to leave the coffee mug, I, uh, idea there you could give them an image of a coffee mug have and upload it into Canva and have them kind of design what's going to be on that coffee mug and then that's all about them so for me I would take a coffee mug and put Isle Royal on there and talk about the times that I go out to the island and, and study moose and wolves and the predator prey relationships because that's an interesting thing I think I have to share. I have a lot of stories about that. So I, I think this is, uh, you, you talked about it, getting old video projects. I think this takes the stale and, and really adds a refresher to that. So it yeah. brings new life to the video. Yeah, and there's this one's pretty easy to shoehorn your content into. Like we also thought of, um, you know, if you're in the social studies world, you could do top five historical figures like uh, top five industrial revolution innovators. The key part with this, of course, is focusing on making the students build the content in, so they have to be really super prepared to do this, right? They gotta know their stuff. They gotta be ready to talk about why those uh, industrial revolution innovators made that top five list. You could even make it fun and make it like, you know, the uh, the worst five, right? Like the, the top five figures from the industrial revolution uh, that, had a negative uh, you know, side effect on, on the world and try to flip things to make it as interesting and unique as possible. So that's our first one. The, um, the next one here is a product review. Obviously product review videos, very big on, um, on YouTube and other video platforms. What does that have to do with education? We're not reviewing a product. For your students, pick something that they can review. My, my chemistry link here for science people review an element. I assign you titanium, you review titanium as if it was a product. And in doing so, of course, 
you got to know a whole lot about that element and, and hopefully elements in general. Yeah, you could do that with math formulas. I, I've seen this done with math formulas. Uh, I know that uh, a lot of times with product reviews, you have rating systems, so incorporate rating systems in there. You can really make this applicable to any subject. I'm just thinking world language right now. They have a unit where they talk about, about different places that have some of the same connections, whether, you know, there's many different ways to speak Spanish. There's different, um, I don't know what they're called. What are they called? Yeah. Not uh, accents, like but dialects. Dialects. Is that the word? Yeah. <clears throat> there's many dialects of it. So maybe they're doing a review of Spanish, um, the root of Spanish, and then the differences between the different areas and and the differences within Spanish and what they speak. So I, I love the uh, product review one. I think when you get students to talk about scales uh, or values, really it's just helping them to learn how to develop a proper argument. It's, it's going through the, uh, the claim, the evidence, and the reasoning format of life, which is going to help them maybe advocate for themselves later on in life, or maybe this is ninth grade and they're just now learning how to advocate for themselves. I think this type of a review can help with that process. Yeah, that's the beautiful part about a lot of this, is like I said with the first one, the students really have to think critically. You're gonna know immediately if they know what they're talking about, because you can only speak in, a, in that recorded fashion if you know what you're talking about it's going to become very apparent so that part of it is nice it really forces a lot of learning um, so those are our first two this uh, next one is probably the toughest one to make work in an academic sense but if you come up with a good idea i think it could also be the most fun um, and that is the life hack video if you're on any kind of social media platform instagram and TikTok, primarily at least at this point you know about life hack videos um, you could easily, well, maybe not so easily, you could try to fit that into your content area. The one I thought of was um, math hacks. In particular, if I was teaching like a general algebra course, you could do sort of the, um, you know, like the order of operations when you solve an equation. You could do each of those order, like the parentheses, I mean, I can't even, parentheses, exponents, you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. I would have just chose the <laughs> example of foil. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And just did first outer and her last. But right. That, that's me. But all these, these skills in math, these, not, I don't know, tricks, but that process, you could refer to those as different hacks that you would use to solve an equation and record a video in that way. Could be super fun. Uh, PE teachers, this is one that's super obvious and you can find online as is, but workout hacks make the kids explain what these hacks are, and they have to sort of get in there and talk about why each exercise is good for certain parts of the body, what it does, et cetera, the rest of it writes itself. Yeah, for workout hacks, I thought you were gonna say that they can go find household things and how to supplement that for an actual dumbbell. Right. Like a five gallon paint bucket, we're doing bicep curls. It's a great idea. You know, something like that, but, um, I have two ideas I just came up with. Uh, the first one in science, uh, now that our days are getting a little shorter, what about growing plants? 
we can really get the students to dive into like how lighthouses help grow things when there's not enough light present in the out, you know, outdoors. That's one. Uh, musical instrument hacks, such as the one that sticks out to me is the uh, different ways to play chords, like the G chord. I know some people that use their thumb and and their bottom pinky and to play the G chord, where other people play a proper G chord, how you know it's meant to be played. Yeah, I I love that idea. That's a really cool connection, especially as we get, um, you know, like you said, closer to a, a time of year when it might be nice to do that kind of thing uh, with the plants and the in the music stuff. Super cool. The um, the next one we got, so our fourth on the list is what sounds to me like the most boring type, student response webcam videos. So that would be the type of thing where you just have the students answer a question, they just, they just talk out their answer to the question, and it, it's just their face on a webcam, right? Um, it's super valuable and has a, has a place, but it's the most dry of all of these. What makes it, I think, deserve a spot on this list is you could do, you could have them record this video as if they were blank and that's where you have to get creative is filling in that blank so um, pick something that they're taking the role of as they answer that question that brings in one some interest brings in creativity which is going to get some buy-in and just makes it fun so you know some obvious ones are like what if what if you were an, a news anchor for me i might ask them to in a webcam video style explain how to balance this equation but do it as a, a news anchor who's reporting like a breaking news story. Um, you know, some of the other funny ones here, not funny, but kind of cool ideas are uh, Blair Witch style horror video where they're like sort of walking around that shaky camera viewpoint uh, as they try and explain some academic thing. Maybe that's gonna, something like that could tie in good with what you're talking about. Um, you know, the last one I'll share, I'll kick it over to you to see if you have any is, um, sort of like a news anchor thing, but an on-the-scenes TV reporter, so they have to maybe physically go to somewhere in the school and, like, say, go outside the, I don't know, the, the one of the gymnasiums during a pep rally and record their video there as, like, a TV reporter who's on the spot and then tie that in with whatever content they're working on. I mean, this one's super fun to come up with ideas for. Yeah, the reality game show, I like that. I even if you just did Jeopardy, like uh, SNL skit of Jeopardy. Uh, I like the one mimic your teacher. I think if you have a good sense of humor, this could be very, very funny. And I just came up with Croc Hunter. Make oh, yeah. them act out <laughs> as Croc Hunter to explain some type of ac academic uh, process or depending, you know, turn a war or a battle name into a, a species almost. And have them do the croc hunter. That's a that's a very funny idea. Yeah, accents is a whole other whole other thing here. I, I do something like this with my AP kids at the end of the year, where they have to record themselves explaining how to solve a stoichiometry uh, a problem, which is a, like a method used in chemistry classes. But they have to do it um, pretending to be the one of the historical chemists who didn't come up with stoichiometry, it doesn't work like that, but helped develop some of the ideas behind stoichiometry, and he's, he's French, uh, Antoine Lavoisier, and yes, my pronunciation is terrible there, but um, 
they have to do it in a French accent. I tried this one time without any support and I got either terrible French accents or kids not trying to do a French accent because it was just really hard, they didn't know. Uh, so second year I tried it, I put in some support links to YouTube videos of people teaching you how to do a French accent. There's like, I found one really good five minute video that gives you like three tips that I kind of make it sound like you've got a French accent without really being good at accents. But just that one little thing made it really super funny and uh, now they all are actually trying to do it and either can do it and it's like, wow, that's a good accent or they can't do it, but they're trying. So it's funny to watch them. So, so rate my accent. We, <laughs> <Oui>, Missouri. <laughs> you need to uh, out of one one to five scale, I'm giving you a three. You need to watch my support video. Okay. Um, next up, number f uh, five on the list, it will circles us back to the beginning, and that is uh, the unboxing video. If you want to make the unboxing video academic, as they remove objects from the box, this is my favorite part of the show, by the way. Um, those objects are things that. Uh, reveal what they know about the content. So let's say you are a history teacher focusing on, um, you know, FDR's New Deal. They have to remove three objects from a box uh, that relate to the New Deal. And as they pull them out of the box, they have to talk about those objects and, and their importance to that New Deal. You know, if, if you want to get really fancy, maybe you could 3D print these objects within your school. Maybe they're just like, uh, you know, color printouts that the kids cut out so they actually physically have something to remove, um, but do it in that, um, that unboxing style. And when you think about it in that way, it's just a cool spin on the unboxing video as it could pertain to, um, you know, whatever your content area is. Yeah, I like that idea a lot because I could see this turning into a big competition in the, the classroom maybe not against each other, but maybe against the teacher. The teacher has control of the box. Student comes up, pulls out one clue. Uh, they have to guess the overall topic that it's connected to, or maybe the battle, or what type of property of science, or what formula it belongs to in math, and you really break it down. So I really like that one. Uh, I see on here that you have Oregon Trail Survival Kit. Now, you had me at Oregon Trail. I, I love that, that game. <laughs> I still have it on my computer. I play it. I get dysentery all the time <laughs> in this game. Yeah. Usually I'm the first one to go. I guess I'm just like very weak character name in Oregon Trail, but tell me a little bit about this. Yeah, this wasn't mine. This came from somebody in the audience sharing out an idea, but it was so cool because I, I too enjoyed the Oregon Trail when I was young and, and still sometimes now if I'm bored. But um, you know, what you are unboxing are items that would help you survive or do better in the, the game, the Oregon Trail. Uh, this would, you know, have to think about how this relates. I think this teacher's idea was for a bio class where it was like, you know, things to help you live longer, essentially. But that was super cool. Well, uh, another one that I really liked was you could do this as an end of year assessment where they have to unbox at the, and as a final project, they unbox things to represent each unit of study or, or kind of break it out and take all your units and divvy it up amongst the class and they make an unboxing video of, you know, 
Sarah covers units one and two and then sort of break it up like that. Everybody watches the videos and that's sort of like, uh, you know, the end of year review. Um, if you're reading a story, so English teachers, you could unbox different characters. Um, and, you know, as they take different character out of the box, they have to talk about that character and their special role. If you really want to get into this, you could even, you know, build it out to a larger scale thing and have the students do everything from the beginning, including creating the box. So they have to physically build the box. They have to somehow come up with or print out or make the items that go in the box. Then they record the video, edit, and share it out. This could be a really great large scale project and get some, you know, tie in some things for your hands-on learners as well. Yeah, another great idea. Um, I just thought of another one. Hell's Kitchen, they have those challenges where you have to go and sometimes it's like a whole bunch of rubber ducks in a water pond, contained water pond, and right. you go pick a rubber duck and on the bottom is an ingredient that you get to use in your dish and you get to select where it goes. Well, you could kind of do the same thing with content here. If you have on the whiteboard, you have six topics, whether in science it's like different life processes, uh, photosynthesis, cellular respiration, that type of thing, or maybe the six battles, six battles within, you know, World War One, World War Two, whatever you want it to be, and then you pull out little facts, and then you have to go put those, uh, those facts under the correct battle. So that would be another way to do it. How do you incorporate it in a video? Well, you record it. You record it. Um, and this could just be something so students can go back and rewatch it as a review video. It's, it's not the, could you do this as no video recording? Absolutely. But I feel like this would be entertaining to go back to for a review right before the test. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that's a, a good point with all this. We do have one more out of our list of six, but this deserves saying, I think, if I didn't say it yet, and that is, you know, with any of these, what you're trying to do is is mimic things that people enjoy, right? Students and, and people in general, everybody's watching YouTube videos like this, not for education, but because they're fun, they're easy to watch, and that's, that's the buy-in. I would highly recommend, if you're gonna do one of these, that you spend some time prior to starting the project, like watching, like if you're gonna do an unboxing video, watch some unboxing videos, have the kids see them, make sure you're talking about what makes this person's YouTube channel have five million subscribers? What are they doing that's, that's good and entertaining here? Pinpoint that for your students so that then they do those same things because you also want to sort of make sure that you're getting some good quality. So that's, that's a good tie in there um, as with all this stuff. One thing I like about videos is the fact that you get to keep them and you could use them as a tool for the next year. Right. So if you're getting a lot of snow and a lot of cancellations and you know that you're tight on time, maybe you just assign one of these videos that you recorded in the past as something that they could do for homework or independently, you know, sometime throughout the chapter, just to, you know, maybe cover some of the gaps or to use as an exemplar so they know what they have to do. Save a little bit of time that way. Yeah, that's a great point too. And let's round it out with um, 
something from the late uh, Jimmy Fallon's late night show, uh, a game that he plays called What's in the Box. Do you know this game? I know What's in the Box. Do you want to? That's where usually it's Jimmy Fallon versus right. another, you know, superstar. And what they do is the if I'm J- Jimmy Fallon and you are the superstar, I could see what's inside the box. The audience can see what's inside the box, but Nick, you wouldn't be able to see what's inside the box. I take a look at it, and I decide whether or not I want to tell a truth or a lie to try to describe it. And after I decide which way I'm going, I describe it to the other person. They have to decide whether or not what I'm describing is actually in the box. Right. Is that the correct game? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. I just wanted to give a quick description there in case you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, look up some of these on YouTube. Very funny. Imagine how cool that would be in class to watch some of these videos from, you know, from an episode of Jimmy Fallon's show so that every, all your students get the idea. There's going to be a fair amount of legwork on your part because I was thinking if I were to do this, I would want to have selected the items in advance that go in the boxes. So I'm going to put my class in pairs of two. I'm going to give them these items. And then the video is them playing what's in the box and trying to fake each other out, as you just described. Uh, For me, I think this would be the most fun out of any of our ideas here today. But boy, would it be, for me, it would be tough to come up with all the different items to use. See, for me, I would give them the topic. Right. And I would have them make their own box. Now, the thing that we need to be careful here, because if I would change the rules a little bit because you don't want them to lie. If they lie, what what academic knowledge are they gaining from this? Right. So I would change it up a little bit where they know what what their their topic is. Say it's George Washington crossing the Delaware. How can they describe it so they might be able to get it, but without giving it away? So I see a Play-Doh man with curly hair, you know, and something that looks like a boat. Right. (laughs) And a bottle of water. Sure. How can, can they get George Washington crossing the Delaware? Maybe. And then once they do get it, then we talk about the significance of that as a class. So it's a way that you introduce the main topic but then you're really getting and diving in deep to the content. So you might do one or two of these a day, maybe three of them a day, but it's not something that you would just go up there and it would be bam, 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 bam. Right. It's just something to break up the lecture or break up, you know, the monotony of the class. You getting kids up on their feet, getting them excited, that type of thing. Or maybe they're not even like Maybe they're not even actually playing because that would be kind of tough to do like the truth versus a lie aspect. Maybe they kind of are pretending to play. They, they know in advance what they're going to say and that's where the, you know, the content comes into play. So that, that one's, you really have to think about how that's going to work for you, but it could be very, very fun. Um, that was also the last of our six things here. So I hope something in there jumped out at you. Maybe if you already do a video project in your classes, one of these is a cool way to build it out, make it better. Maybe if you don't do a video project yet, one of these is how you will bring it in. And um, yeah, I think this was a pretty cool list.
wrap it up the same way we always do by asking everyone to do us some favors, subscribing to Got Tech on Apple, preferably. Spotify, you can find us there. Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are on uh, Twitter, or I guess I should start officially adopting. Don't do it. All right. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. On YouTube, you can search We Got Tech for all of our video content. If you like the show a lot, you could write us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's super helpful. Check out our website, gottech.com, for episodes and blogs and free stuff. And as always, check out the Teach Better Podcast Network by giving them a Google, where you will find our show housed along with many other really awesome educational podcasts. Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks for listening to Got Tech, the podcast. Remember to subscribe to our show and follow us at We Got Tech on Twitter so you can stay up to date with the latest episode releases, blog posts, product reviews, and PD announcements. You can also follow Geis and I individually at Geis Got Tech and at Nick Got Tech on Twitter or on Instagram at Nick Got Tech. Finally, remember to check out our website, gottech.com, where we post all our episodes, articles, and resources available to you for free. Until next time.